0: Welcome to the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper. I'm your host, Blaine Larson. This is a resource produced by Search, an organization committed to having conversations about the big questions of God and life. And this episode is all about chapter five Don't Christians Use Their Faith as an Emotional Crutch? John, where do we begin to think about this topic?
1: don't Christians use their faith as an emotional crutch? Uh, Yes. (laughs) We're done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Easy. This is the easiest (laughs) chapter of all of them.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm sure that there are times when Christians use their faith as an emotional crutch, that they get some emotional benefit out of it, that they feel a comfort or a a peace. And and I don't think that's necessarily bad. Um, For example, let's suppose you're a It's a 10-year-old child, 12-year-old child. Your mom goes to the store. You're left at home and a huge storm hits and you start to get nervous and you're concerned. But then you remind yourself, yeah, but mom's coming home and uh, she'll know what to do. And so you were anxious and now you're more peaceful because you remember that mom is coming home, right? So now, lo and behold, mom does come home and she's had a record of always coming home and she does come home. And so your belief in that was sort of well grounded and you got some emotional benefit from it. So there was a belief there, but that belief, um, didn't necessarily mean that what the child was having faith in was wrong or misguided. Right. So, and as adults, we do the, we do the same thing as well. Um, there's all kinds of things that we have faith in that, that acts somewhat as an emotional crutch or give us emotional benefit. So, um, I mean, I'm sure that, that you sleep better at night because of your faith that the money you put in the bank will actually still be there tomorrow. Like, like if you were thinking, oh no, the bank's you know, th- lost all my money, you probably would be more anxious at night, right? So, but you're getting emotional benefit from that belief that you, that you have. And so sometimes we can have beliefs that do lend towards um, some sort of emotional benefit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those beliefs are wrong. And so when sometimes people use this question, they say, um, you're just using your faith as an emotional crutch. Like you're getting some emotional benefit out of it. That's the only reason you believe in it. Now, um, I just don't think that we can necessarily discount their belief just because they're getting emotional benefit out of it.
0: Yeah, even if that's true, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. So but but you aren't saying that when someone uses a belief as an emotional crutch, it necessarily validates their belief.
1: That's right. So I mean it's possible, right, that someone could uh um believe something that isn't true and even get some emotional comfort from it. So Um, you might, as a child, you might have an imaginary friend, right? So that imaginary friend isn't real, but you might get some sort of emotional benefit from it. You could be, like if your mom's gone at the store when the storm comes and you go, oh, but my imaginary friend's here, and it sort of gives you some benefit, okay? But that doesn't mean that the imaginary friend is really real there. So it is possible, right, that you could sort of use sort of false beliefs to get an emotional benefit there. So we're certainly not saying just because you get an emotional benefit from it that your belief is true. I'm just saying that the opposite is also not the case, that just because we get an emotional benefit from it that it's therefore necessarily not true.
0: So couldn't it then be argued that the Christian belief in God isn't true, that people use God as an emotional crutch, that God's not much different than an imaginary friend?
1: Yeah, so so that's the question, right? So is this belief that Christians are uh, sort of using to get sort of emotional benefit out of it. Is there, is it a true belief, right? So is it an imaginary friend belief or is it a, a belief that mother will come home and she does come home? Like what kind of belief is it? So, and I think the only way we can answer that question is again by looking at the evidence, not by looking at the emotional benefit that someone gets from something. So, um, Again, you could have emotional benefits from a false belief. You could have emotional benefits from a from a proper belief. So, how do we discern whether it's a proper belief or an improper improper belief? We we have to look at what the evidence is. So, so for example, you might find um, sort of an emotional benefit to believing that there's ten million dollars in the bank in your name.
0: <laughs> so I might derive quite a bit of emotional benefit right. from that. Yes.
1: So, but but. Your emotional benefit and of sort of that that feeling that it has nothing to do with whether there's really ten million dollars there or not, right? So now I could be the other way around. I could get emotional benefit from the sort of the idea that there's not ten million dollars there because I don't want ten million dollars because I don't want everybody chasing after me because I got the money, sort of deal. So, but but whether I get emotional benefit or non-emotional benefit from whether there's money or not money there like it has nothing to do with whether there's really 10 million dollars or not that, that we have to look at the evidence right we got to go talk to the bank and look at the bank statements and see what's really there sure. so so i think when when people say hey yeah christians are just using this as a, you know sort of an emotional crutch okay well maybe they are in some ways right they're getting some emotional benefits from it but um, we shouldn't discount that just because they have those emotional benefits. What we should do is look at the evidence to see whether those emotional benefits are coming about because there's really something of substance behind it. There really is ten million dollars in the bank.
0: And, and this is also a, a little bit of a question too. From like if, if somebody's talked to a a person who says they're a Christian and they're well, why? Why are you mm. a Christian? Tell me. Tell me why do you believe that? And and there is no evidential aspect to it. It's well. I have a relationship or i mm. it makes me feel you know you, you can hear this from well-intentioned christians right,
1: right yeah absolutely so so and and um when they say hey i've experienced god in my life okay so i i have this sort of peace or this contentment because god showed up in this way or that to me now it's easy for someone on the outside to sort of discount that yeah you you think that happened to you sort of thing so but it's still for that person, it's still reasonable evidence. So, one of the ways that I explain it is this. If I'm in a, uh, uh, in a situation where a crime takes place, maybe someone breaks into my house and, you know, sort of beats up my wife or something, and maybe it's my neighbor, and I saw it, okay? Um, I experienced it. Um, so, I might tell the police about it when the police come, but the police are going to look for other kinds of evidence because they weren't there, right? So, um, they've got to look at fingerprints and DNA, you know, and footprints or fingerprints or whatever the case might be, right? They're going to be looking at those kinds of of things. And so, it seems to me like when we're looking, when you know, when someone says, "Hey, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just believe in God because I've had these experiences," we shouldn't discount that necessarily. But but I can understand how someone on the outside needs something more than that. They're going to need some of the evidences that we talked about you know, previously in these podcasts for the existence of God, because they haven't had those experiences, right? So they're going to need to see some other kinds of evidence.
0: Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Now, in the, in the chapter, you bring up something about atheists and the emotional benefits that they get from their beliefs. So before we end, can you touch just briefly on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think sometimes, again, people sort of discount Christians or religious people. They say, they're just getting this emotional benefit from it. And they don't see that atheists themselves might be getting emotional benefit from their beliefs. Okay, so so let's suppose, for example, that um, an atheist uh, sort of grew up in a family where sort of the father abandoned the family. Okay, So, um, and the last thing that atheist wants is for there to be this sort of cosmic father because that father might abandon them too so so they actually get sort of an emotional solace from this idea that god isn't there right so um or if god treat or if there maybe somebody in their past treated them poorly an authority figure right and so they don't want any authority figure right that's going to tell them what to do so so they might derive emotional benefits from being an atheist so they could also derive benefits from their position like they might be working among other people who are atheists and if they were to sort of come out right as a religious person as a christian person like they would be persecuted so this is the safer place for me to be so so i just bring all that up because um i think that if we're going to discount say christians because oh, well, you're just doing it because you're getting emotional benefits out of it. You're using it as an emotional crutch. We could actually make the same argument towards atheists. like They get emotional benefits oftentimes from their beliefs, and so um, we could discount what they believe for the same reason. So, so again, what I'm saying here is that we really shouldn't just be looking at emotional benefits to discount someone's belief whether that be for Christianity or whether that be for atheism, what we ought to be looking at is the evidence itself. Is there, a subs- is there substance behind the belief that's fueling emotions one way or the other? That's what we ought to be looking
0: at. Well, some great points, food for thought. Uh, I bet a lot of new information even for our, our listeners. This has been a great podcast, John. I've sure enjoyed it a lot. We've been talking about this this question. Chapter five, don't Christians use their faith as an emotional crutch? And and next time we're going to be looking at chapter number six, haven't Christians caused more harm than good? That's going to be a good one. If you haven't already, go pick up Search's new book, Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. It's available now on questioninggod.com and on Amazon. And we look forward to having you join us next time on the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper.